Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. I'm talking today with Adam Haber, who will share and talk about how his company is helping Long Island small businesses compete against online retailers. Adam served as head of economic development at the town of Hempstead. He has a 22-year career as a commodity options trader, has owned three restaurants, one of which had a Michelin star, not bad, and is a non-operating principal of an Oregon-based commercial real estate merchant bank. Adam is also an active member of the Long Island Angel Network and has invested in multiple startups. We're here to talk about his startup that began in January of 2021 when him and his partners launched Trellis, which is a same-day local delivery and marketplace business. They recognize that the continued expansion of Amazon and big box e-commerce giants on Long Island certainly makes it difficult for local small business and downtowns to compete on a digital landscape. As CEO of Trellis, he enjoys spending time connecting with local entrepreneurs and looks forward to strengthening Long Island's small business community for the future. So welcome, Adam. It's great to have you be a part of the show and share your story. Thanks for having me, Josh. I mean, you said the beginning so well. I don't know what else to talk about. I think we have some details to fill in here. Well, I, first, I'd love for you to just give a little background on what the business does and really why you started in the Long Island community. The idea came... It didn't really form, but many years ago when I had small kids and I'd work downtown trading commodities in the pits and I was exhausted at the end of the day, and my wife would say, your daughter's got a party, go to the mall and get a gift. And it's an hour round trip, five, six o'clock. And the last thing I wanted to do was do that. And I wished magically I could place an order and in an hour or two have it at my doorstep. And that was kind of the beginning of the idea. And then my son went to Wake Forest. And as I was driving to school, I was driving down the main drag, and there was a Target, a Walmart, a Stuckey's, a Wendy's, and a dollar store over and over again. There was no like cool businesses like we have in Long Island, like your local favorite stores, whether it's your chocolate shop or your toy store or your clothing shop. Where everybody knows your name. They didn't have that. And it was kind of sad, actually. I wouldn't live there if you gave me a house. I ran for office unsuccessfully. I like to say I got the silver, which is good for the Olympics, but bad for politics. <laughs> and I did work for the town of Hempstead for two years as head of economic development because I'm a business junkie. I care about the local landscape. I'm a Long Island guy. My partners are Long Island guys, Brian Berkery and J.R. Jensen. And I tried to start this at the town of Hempstead, but no one really wanted to do much but me. It was like government, and I'm not castigating either side of the aisle, but there isn't a reward system to go out and create new things. People like things status quo. I'm not smart enough to do the programming. And I met a local guy from Long Beach who is my partner now, Brian Berkery, and I discussed the idea. And I didn't have the ability to code it and to market it. He's a marketer. His partner and my partner now, Jared Jensen, is a coder. And that's how the idea was born. So walk through how people use, is it the website or is it a mobile app or both? So right now, where we created basically, think of DoorDash, Uber Eats meets UPS. We're not doing restaurants. There's a huge crowded market with hot food. That's not who needs our help. We're you know, on average an hour and a half to two hours. Anything from chocolates, candy, hardware, clothing, baked goods, things that you would want, gift baskets, that kind of thing. All you buy from us, and that's the vendor buys a shipping label. They type an address in, hit send, the closest driver gets pinged, and we do the delivery. And we have the ability to do hundreds and thousands of deliveries, which we do do. And we end up replacing a lot of these small businesses' delivery drivers because we end up being their logistics 
full term. The customer can go to some of the websites on our platform when they integrate with Shopify and order through us. We're building and will be launched late this year will be a similar experience to Amazon, where if you live in Long Beach, you'll type in chocolates and all the chocolate shops within a 10 mile radius will come up. But if you live in Montauk, you'll have a different experience. We're coding that out to become an alternative to Amazon for small businesses. But how we're spending and growing right now is we literally we became for over 260, 262 is what we're at today. Businesses, we handle their deliveries on demand for them and we're going very rapidly. So is it seamless in terms of me visiting a business's website, placing an order, and I as a consumer don't necessarily know that you're executing it, but you are? Is that large? Well, it's interesting. Some small businesses are not very sophisticated. They have an AOL email. They don't have a website. There's a toy store called Funky Monkey, which has a website, but you can't buy. So customers will call up and say, can you please deliver me this? And we do it. Other businesses, for example, Madison's Niche just signed up today. All five stores are a gift and clothing boutique all over Long Island. They integrate with Shopify. So at checkout, if you want to pay what our delivery fee is, over a certain dollar amount, they may even eat the cost. The customer could use us. We're going to morph into an Amazon style. You just buy what you want from a litany of items. But right now, we're building our resume by just becoming the logistics arms for all these small businesses. So all these businesses who spend 50, 60 grand a year for a full-time driver, car, insurance, gas, now could spend a fraction of that with better service and coverage seven days a week using us. And is it typically for the consumer a separate fee that's broken out or are some of these businesses building it into the cost of the product? That's a great question. Right now, the business is only buying the shipping label. So it's up to them. Every florist we have, we have 30 florists across Long Island, Mm -hmm. Upcharges the label. They charge 15 bucks for delivery when many times our delivery is only $7. Or they could eat the cost if you're buying $1,000. And like we have a butcher, we delivered $1,200 in meat. He wasn't going to charge his customer $15 delivery. He ate the cost. Or you could just pass the cost on. It's up to the business what they charge for our services. But our services are about 80% of Uber Eats and DoorDash, even though we don't do cooked food. We basically have the whole market to ourselves except for liquor and flowers. Everything else, nobody really works with. They all work with the big stores like Target and Walmart. Nobody's helping out a seafood store that we have in Plainview or a boutique that we have that sells candles or a chocolate shop. Nobody's going to the little businesses because it's a lot harder to deliver one thing from 100 businesses than 100 things from one big box store. Mm -hmm. And how are you finding a lot of the drivers? Are they active Uber drivers that need like extra work? Uh, It's a variety of things. Interestingly enough, a lot of retired cops and firemen like us, a lot of college kids like us, a lot Mm -hmm. of moms who have nothing to do during the day like us. And they like us better for two reasons. We don't deliver food. So we don't have to rush and worry that it's there. When you show up, sometimes the food's not ready and Mm -hmm. it's stressful. And we don't deliver people. We just deliver products. And it's not in 10 minutes, it's same day. It's usually as quickly as possible, but they like us better also because the drivers get 80% of the delivery fee where Uber Eats and DoorDash and all the other ones pay 70. We make sure that our drivers are best in class. We do background checks and DMV checks. We have a wait list of about 50 drivers who want to work with us. We already have 70 in our platform. It's really working out better than I expected. Yeah, it's an interesting proposition having a better understanding of it now because a lot of businesses that partner with delivery companies are giving up a large portion of their profit margin. 
right? It's built into the cost, but it's a hefty percentage of their revenue. I mean, you probably understand that better. Maybe if you can communicate that difference. Yeah. Amazon charges 15% of the sale, Uber Eats and DoorDash up to 30 and 1-800-Flowers by the time you add in all their fees is over 40%. Our model is much different. We don't charge the businesses anything. They love that. And actually we advertise, you'll see our TV commercials coming out next week. We're driving people to their websites to increase their business. We think we can make a living off of our basic platform fees, which are de minimis, and our delivery fees. We make about two bucks a delivery because we do volume. And down the road, we can make money on ads, credit card processing, basket optimization, all these other services, Shopify type experiences, websites, plug and play that the small business owner can't afford to pay for out of pocket, but in mass make perfect sense for our model. And our customers and our merchant partners just love what we're doing. Are there certain parts of Long Island that you're seeing a bigger percentage of businesses participating? Well, the three partners live in Nassau. I live in the North Shore in the Roslyn area. Uh, another mm-hmm. partner lives in Merrick and the third guy in Long Beach. So we started in Nassau. You know, when they say go west, young man, when they were expanding west, well, we're actually going east. Okay. Uh, we're going to be hitting the Hamptons pretty hard. We have several businesses oh, there already. We're Long Island guys. For us, it's Long Island first. There's 2.8 million people and 90,000 businesses in Long Island. It's like a small country. We deliver on demand now, many over to Montauk. But once we fully sell through, which will probably be by the end of the year, we plan on expanding to Queens, Brooklyn, and then New York and Metro. I would imagine you know, we have Dan's papers out in the Hamptons, and there's so much business during the summer season. But, you know, you got to find drivers willing to sit in a lot of traffic. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that. We open up a new area. We give our drivers a stipend so they're on demand. So once we open up a section of the North Fork, they will have a driver available. But if you know the back roads and most of the deliveries in the Hamptons are in a tight area, you want to get stuff from your favorite bookstore, chocolate shop, clothing store. We do a grocery stores also. We, you know, we don't do Home Depot, but we do Plainview Trio Hardware. We won't do Whole Foods, but we do Rising Tide and Great Neck. Mm-hmm. So our model could become an alternative so small businesses can thrive. Because I want to live in a community where there aren't just chain stores. It has character that has little, not little, but small businesses that have the products and services that I want. I don't want a Walmart on the corner of my street. I like the stores like Halcyon Liquors, like the pet store next door, not Petco, which is in Glen Cove. I like Mm -hmm. uh, Lazard's Chocolates and Funky Monkey Toy Store. Those are all within a mile of my house. Yeah, It's not an accident that I'm really excited that I just got a delivery today from pet store next door. I didn't have to drive 45 minutes. I paid a $7 delivery fee and that that driver dropped here. They went to the liquor store. They went to the clothing store and they're making a living and I'm happy. It works for everybody. Do you offer an algorithm for the drivers to help them efficiently deliver? Because that's an interesting thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have our own proprietary software. It works best. There's a chocolate store called Dolce on the South Shore and Ocean side. We did 240 deliveries for them yesterday. And we have batching software, meaning we could do up to 49 deliveries at once with one driver and Hmm. we route optimize. So the drivers yesterday made 400 bucks in like six hours a piece. They couldn't have been happier. The store that we worked for couldn't have been happier because they did it at a lower price point than they ever could have. And now they know they have a reliable source to do mass volume during the holidays. It's fun and it works. Listen, I was going to ask you for a success story. That sounds pretty successful. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. But my favorite one is a terracotta florist in Great Neck. Couldn't find drivers. She was at a closer doors. 
And she literally said, you saved my business. I can't thank you guys enough. She loves, loves us. Scott's Protein Balls. It's a startup from a kitchen. He sells packaged refrigerated protein balls that are quite tasty. He started using us and does 10 deliveries twice a week instead of him after work driving around and doing it himself. Like he couldn't be happier. He wrote a card. Actually, I have it right here. And he said, uh, we're so proud to be Trellis users. Your service has truly helped us scale our business and keeps our customers happy. Thank you so much. Best the SPB team, I guess Scott's protein balls team. So, that's awesome. You know, that's good yeah. to hear that you're able to support you know, these startup entrepreneurs to these really, you know, local small businesses. Yeah. 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 We have some larger small businesses. I mean, Madison's niche got five locations. We will sign up any chain as long as they're Long Island based and not publicly traded or corporately owned. This is an alternative. We're not going to ever sign up a Home Depot or Walmart or Target or Best Buy or Bed Bath & Beyond, but there are smaller local chains that are national. That's the purpose of this model is to help them because they can't compete with the big boys. What would you say is harder, signing up new small businesses or drivers? Drivers are easy. All we do is place an ad on Indeed and we get 30 applications every day and we vet it and then turn it off. You know, getting a business owner who's done it this way, who's 60 years old, who doesn't like change, who doesn't have a website and wants customers to come in their store while Amazon is destroying their business is a harder sell. There's an organization called Bring, B-R-I-N-G-G. They did a survey and 35% of small businesses offer delivery now and 99% will do it in three years, according to them. If you don't adapt to what the customers want, especially during COVID, you're going to go out of business. I mean, it's so easy to sit in your underwear and go to Amazon and get things in two days. You can sit in your underwear now and just get things from Charles in two hours. So, and get it from stores and shop local. People shop on either time or price. You always find the cheaper widget from China somewhere on the internet, but time-wise, nobody's better than us. That's interesting because I think it's, you know, a no-brainer for a business. I thought maybe driver demand working or competing for staffing with the Uber of the world would be the hard part. No, well, think about it. If an Uber driver and a Lyft driver and a DoorDash driver could also have our app on, so whatever's closest, they'll just go to us and we pay higher. So it works out really well. We were a little worried about that, but there's been no issue with drivers whatsoever. A lot of businesses get it and sign up like the moment I walk in and when I say hello, mm. a lot of them you have to go back five or six or seven times and explain. You know, the, I made it as easy as possible. I'm 57, so I'm no tech genius. I wanted something that I could understand and disseminate easily. And once they start using it, it's like a love affair. But until they get there, it's just different and they're not used to it. The hardest part is the older small business owner who's been there for years who's struggling making that leap of faith. But there's no contract, so you're not locked in. There's no cost that associated with it if you don't want to do it. We made it as easy as possible for them. And then I assume you know there's been huge fluctuations in the cost to make deliveries just with gas alone. Are you able to adjust to that by just adjusting the, the fees? No, we're building a business. We want to be a reliable provider at a fair price. And we give the drivers a slight stipend to cover some of their costs for gas per delivery uh, or per day. You know, you'd think drivers would drive hundreds of miles every day, but in reality, they may drive 100 miles. So it's maybe an extra seven or eight bucks in gas than it, the price was two years ago. It's not a crippling thing. We don't drive cross country. We're not trucks that burns, you know, six miles a gallon and it really affects our bottom line it's clearly something we're not happy about but 
we think of ourselves as a greener alternative where one driver could do 49 deliveries, route optimizing versus 49 cars getting on the road and coming to your store and leaving. It really makes sense in a lot of ways. You know, it's almost like an interesting experiment that you're doing by going into all of these businesses and talking to these different business owners and the feedback that you're getting and people that don't want to adapt and then others that are great success stories. What would you say over the last, you know, year plus that you've been doing this has been your perspective on the survival of small business? I mean, do you think it's by industry? Do you think it's just by creative entrepreneurs? Do you think certain industries are going to succeed and others don't have a chance unless it's a passion project for some of these businesses. What is your take or perspective in terms of what you've seen since you've launched this business? So I took six months going door to door before I started the business. I put a lot of my own money in. We raised a $2 million seed round in four days from family offices and people I knew from Wall Street. So we're growing and we're going to raise about an 8 to $10 million round in about two months to make this wow. a New York Metro. This, we, plan, we have big plans for this. This is not just going to be a local thing. Right. It's going to be a Long Island brand company. But what I noticed most, there are certain business owners who are savvy, who understand marketing, who get the value we provide, who want to try anything and will do great. You know those businesses. They're well run. You go in there, you see... From the moment you go in, the moment you leave, to the emails you get from them, to the marketing you see, they run really well. Those are the ones who will always survive. And for us, and to them, we're a godsend. The local woman's clothing store that always had a shingle and doesn't have a website and wants her customers to come in instead of going online and is not making it easy for her customers to shop by sending four dresses to their house and then bringing them back for $15 where they could have a $500 sale and doing that kind of thing. Like the Warby Parker model, some of our vendors do that. They send things and send them back if they don't work. Those are the ones that will crush it and do really well. But it's about willing to learn and adapt and try and change. And unfortunately, too many of the small business owners I've seen are using antiquated methods to bring customers into their stores. Well, you know, I think it's a great service. I mean, you know, you explaining it to me and the audience here, I mean, it seems like a no brainer for a business to participate. But like you said, people have to be willing to adapt. I think it's going to be a great experiment, not just for your business, but to see how it plays out for all these local retailers. Yeah, look, it's super exciting for us because we know we have something special. We did a ton of research to make sure that the market we're going after wasn't saturated. And we found there isn't a single company in the country doing what we're doing because everybody wants to get the big volume and the brand names. There's lots of companies like Shipt and yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats who are going after the high volume staples and Bed Bath & Beyond. To go into a store, it's almost like retail politics. You've got to know people. And then once one or two leaders sign up, then everybody else in that area signs up. Oh, Bob signed up? I'm in. But yeah. until they sign up, it's hard to open an area. But once you get a couple of key players, it becomes great. And we've expanded into libraries. We do non-for-profits. We work with Spectrum Designs. We have a diaper uh, charity who we help her with logistics. She's like completely excited. We have different pricing for them. We literally can become a full service on demand as if it's your own staff driver. Because right. the same drivers work in the same areas and they love knowing the same faces. It works. It's not easy, but we see it growing and we're super excited about what we're creating. Yeah, well, Adam, I wish you the best of luck. And it sounds like you're going to be very successful. And anything to help small business, I'm all about. So I wish you continued success. And thank yeah, you so much for sharing my, your story. 
Thanks. My partner, Brian Burkery, and my partner, J.R. Jensen, each of us have our own specialties. And I wouldn't tell them to their face, but they're super bright guys and they're, and they're <laughs> fun to work with. And it's enjoyable. I look at this as a sport and watching your business grow. And I'd like to think I was better at basketball in high school than I really was. But I like com the competitive nature of going yeah. out there and winning over a vendor and then being exceeded beyond their expectations. Like it's fun and rewarding. There's no downside. We're creating jobs. We're helping businesses. We're you know, a better, vibrant, small business community means higher home values. It's not like we're selling cigarettes to kids. This is a real needed product and it's, it's amazing. It's fun. It sounds terrific. And again, I, I wish you continued success and let us Joshua, help tell the story. Yeah. Our yeah Josh, thanks for, for allowing us the time. And it was great meeting you and I appreciate the uh, interview. Yeah. Well, likewise. And thank you. Make sure to listen to the Schneps Connects podcast, wherever you stream your own podcasts or visit our website at podcast dot schnepsmedia.com.